0: This is I Will Hunt. I'm your host, Rudy Getzig. I will be interviewing folks in my quest to learn how to hunt. I know I have a lot to go over, and you can learn with me. Listen in. Do I have what it takes? Will I hunt? I will hunt from the heartland to the shore. And I may not find nothing, and my rifle turns around. I will hunt. All right, you got your bow out.
1: I got the bow out. This is you say this is one of your new ones? This is a new bow. Uh, it's a, it's a Matthews Triax. So all the cool bow guys out there will know, and some will say, "Hey, you got to shoot a Hoyt." Yeah, yeah, yeah man, man can, that tr- get take. that Matthews yeah, out of here. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the Chevy, Ram, Ford deal. Uh, but. Uh, it's it's a darn good bow. Uh, I got it all set up. So some some guys will say, "Well, why do you got a bow if you own a gun shop?" That's okay. a great that's a great question. So, uh, being the avid outdoorsman and sportsman I am, I like to uh, uh, I like to try everything, right? So I've hunted with a muzzleloader, I've hunted with a bow, I've hunted with a long rifle. I enjoy all of them. It's it's like uh, before we were talking about deer, right, on the last podcast when we said uh, you know there's three different types of deer and there's three completely different types of hunts. And I think that uh, some of them are suited for different applications. So one would be perfectly suited for shooting a deer at 1100 yards with a long-range rifle. Uh, And then one would be uh, suited perfectly for a bow hunt for shooting a deer at seven yards, right, in a a thick rainforest of western Washington. So uh, that's why I have this bow. And uh, I've had a bunch. Uh, Bow guys are not like rifle guys. At all,
0: I've kind of found that out just in talking to folks.
1: Not, yeah. So, uh, in general, you'll, you'll, so the difference between, and I'm gonna, I'm sure you're gonna get a bunch of crap about this. (laughs) How dare you, Chris. Uh, so a rifle guy has his old, trusty Betsy, Mm -hmm. and he shoots and he shot 30 deer with this thing. And you know his like his grandpa has the old box of ammo, and he writes, you know, he's got twenty bullets, he's got three left. Well, that means he's been shooting deer for seventeen years, you know, because he takes <laughs> one bullet every year and shoots that deer, and then puts his rifle away. Well, with bow guys, typically you use your it's you use it all the time, right? Like you need to tr- you need to train uh, to shoot a bow, and you need to keep that training up. So shooting a rifle, in my opinion, is much easier uh then shooting a bow because it's i don't know it's i don't know if it's natural but i think with a little like with i could give you five minutes of instructions and i could have you hitting a target a thousand yards now could you do that on your own out in the field probably not because there's a lot of things and variations that go into that now with a bow five minutes is not going to get you killing critters you yeah, know right. uh it's like it's like lifting weights right so we're sitting here and uh i got shaky legs because i ju- i just did deadlifts and squats and, uh, and it sucks because it's a, it's the fourth week on this program. You think after four weeks I'd be dialed in. I'm not, you know, it's going to take a couple months to really get used to the heavy weights again. And it's the same with bow hunting. So you, it's muscle memory. Like it's, so it's, it's, it's a 70 pound bow. So it's like a 70 pound pull, right? Which doesn't sound like a lot of weight. But once you, once you pull it back 50 times, a 100 times, 200 times a day, um, you build up that muscle group you build up your back and and uh, all the specific muscles they're going to take to shoot this now once you develop uh all those muscles and you're really good at pulling the bow back that doesn't mean you're going to be a good shot right uh, uh being able to hold perfectly still and have the same acre point and release and uh you know not yank it or pull or even guys that shoot uh competitions all the time like the top guy in one competition may you know not be the top guy in the next competition because it's a lot of it's mental as well uh you know you can get in your head and and yank a shot or um miss loose an arrow but uh so to back to the bow so uh matthew's triax it's it's matthew's new so it's a compound bow is what we're looking at if uh if people can't uh, envision this through the airwaves uh it's two wheels uh, it's a black bow. It's got uh, some sweet bright green accoutrements with it. It looks really cool, which is half the battle when you're bow hunting because you gotta <laughs> you gotta look really cool.
0: Yeah, you got some green accents on there. Yeah. So the
1: guys, uh, the guys up in um, Mount Vernon at Riverside Archery h- helped me out with this. Uh, super nice guys. Uh, Jake from the bow shop helped me out with a bunch with this, and the the guys up there are super nice. So if you're looking, if you're a local guy and looking for some archery stuff uh riverside
0: i know one of the owners too oh yeah
1: there you go the guy guy that owns his wife kathy so oh okay yeah yeah. so super nice guys they help me out with a bunch of stuff uh they can help you out uh not only with selling you a boat but they have an indoor range and they and you know the owner even helped me said hey you know uh do you mind giving me a pointer you know and he's like oh usually you know you don't want to you don't ever comment on someone's form because people can get real oh, right. uh, defensive. You know, like, oh, how dare you? You know, I shoot. I'm the best of the best, Rudy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the best of the best at anything, so I'll, t- I'll take some tips anytime. So uh, he just made me change um, a little bit uh, in my anchor point and
0: describe the anchor point.
1: So when you when you draw a bow back, right, so I'm right-handed, so you draw it back with my right hand. I'm pushing the bow out with my left hand. And when you bring it back, I shoot with a release. And when you bring your hand back, you're bringing it all the way back to your face. If people people can imagine uh, putting your hand on the side of your face uh, and it's under a ton of, my, of, of stress, right, because you're holding the bow. There's a lot of let off on this one. But imagine that, um, you know, your anchor point is where you bring it back. You're going to hold it and and focus through your peep sight on your i shoot with sights so i'm looking through my peep i'm looking at my sight and i'm trying to uh fix my pin to my target wherever i'm shooting at however i'm shooting however far i'm shooting so you want to keep that anchor point where you bring your hand back it needs to be the exact same spot every time right so i was bringing mine uh back too far and i had my my uh, my head was cocked, so basically it was the the string was basically hitting my nose every time. I didn't realize this. <laughs> uh, so he's like, "Yeah, why don't you you know bring that forward, turn your face a little bit like this, and uh, and then you won't get any string flex." So basically, you when know, it comes and it hits my fat face, it's got a want want- you know, off my cheek. And uh, if you can't <laughs> see me, I got a big beard right now too and chubby face. So in uh, in it, it, every little tiny bit, it helps a bunch, and I shoot tether groups because of that. So uh, that can be that can be the difference between a hit and a miss when you're you know when you got a wing and arrow at sixty four yards or something like that. So
0: you were saying some guys use their mouth as a as a guard. Yeah, so there's or a
1: there's a thing called a kisser button. Some guys will uh have this button on their um on their string and it and actually goes in your mouth, you know, in the corner of your mouth so it's it's a uh you don't have to think about it basically, you know, 'cause if if that's not in your mouth and it feels, you know, foreign and it's not correct. So it keeps, it basically just keeps your form. So form is a is a huge deal. Uh, even if you have an awkward form, you know, if it's awkward form the same exact every time, then you're probably gonna right. be pretty <laughs> accurate, right? Right, right? So um so the reason I shoot a Matthews triax, i I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh I shot a, uh an old Matthew's LX. Uh I killed a uh a Roosevelt bull uh archery hunt last year and uh with with the LX it was fantastic. It's, it's an old bow, flings an arrow pretty straight and uh works great. And then I went to the Rockman Elk Foundation and uh bought a couple tickets for something I don't remember what it was. So Anyways, I won this bow. Nice. Uh because it's it's ex- it's expensive, right? Bare bows, I don't know, 1,100 bucks or something like that. And then to outfit it is just as much, right? So it's basically like buying, like, a, a high-powered rifle, you know? And, uh, it's like
0: buying something from Cantrell Outdoors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, buying half a gun from me.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's a, it's super, super fast. It's incredibly forgiving. Uh, it's very quiet. shoots really well. And uh, so basically, it's like the difference uh, between shooting... Um, shooting like grandpa's old gun right he shoots the old 30-06 nothing wrong with it if you kill critters you kill critters uh and the difference between shooting like one of my 300 ultra mags uh it's uh it just makes it easier right it's going faster it's got better components it's going to be more accurate um typically uh so with this bow I'm hoping to uh to get out and and fling some arrows and let the air out of a couple critters this year and the just everything to do with it like i I got a new i got a new release and that doesn't sound like a lot but it's uh these have uh it's a trigger release right so i'm used to squeezing a trigger in a gun quite a bit and the old one that i had it was real gritty and it was heavy and this one's much lighter you know so that little bit helps out there uh, the bow shoots faster. You and know?
0: what does that hook to? What is that called again?
1: A string loop. So I shoot a string loop uh, on my bow. I have a long length of pull. Most bows will accommodate my length of pull, but having a string loop just saves on the wear and tear of your string, and it should eliminate string pinch. So, so we're all getting set up, right? You got your release on. You got your. You got your. Uh, I want to say it shoots the arrows that I shoot. I want to say it's shooting like. I think it's rated at 340 something i'm probably shooting like 330 ish 330 feet per second which is really really fast for an arrow yeah uh you know, a lot slower than a bullet you know uh so for instance like the bullets in my 300 ultra mag are shooting like 3200 feet a second and these are shooting 330 feet, you know so it's almost 10 times right. you know difference but uh you know i'm shooting critters at I, w- I would say my average shot is 30 yards, you know, versus, you know, when I shoot something with my rifle, I'm shooting at it up to a mile, right? Right. Um, so it's, a, it's just a different, complete style, different style of hunting. A lot of the times where I'm using my bow is is not, um, you don't need it. You, you couldn't take a long shot if you wanted to because it's thick, dense, you know, western Washington rainforest. Um, but anyways, back to the bow. Uh, Matthews, great company, been around a long time. Um i think a lot of the archery companies are pretty much in the same plane like they all shoot really well like if you compare these so i have some traditional archery equipment as well I, i i shoot the old uh uh the the um their uh long bows and uh it's incredibly enjoying i like shooting them but it's it's almost comical when you shoot that versus this, yeah, I mean, like you know I'm lobbing or you know <laughs> there it's a, are those even legally used, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. no, absolutely, yeah, it's just it's just way harder, it's a lot harder, like I don't you know there's no sights, it's just stick and string, that is it, you wow. know, and it's a natural point of aim, and but there's i mean with the with the advent of social media and like Instagram, you get on there and you see some people that shoot traditional archery equipment way better than a lot of guys shoot uh, you know, compound bow. So it's it's pretty crazy.
0: That'd be interesting to talk to somebody that, that knows about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So my father in law's a big uh traditional archer and he's the one that got me into it and he gives me crap about shooting my wheel bow all the time, you know, that's cheating. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, man, you should see the rifles I built if you think that's cheating. <laughs> you know? That's true. But um it's just a total it's it gives you it gives you a different type of hunt. And it's a i think I think each style like I think modern firearm I think muzzle loader, I think archery I think everybody should try try it right, even if you hate it, try it once see if you know yeah. it's i'm gonna tell you right now it's super hard, it's incredibly frustrating, but I'm a very competitive person, so I like the challenge of trying to sneak in being a giant clumsy man <laughs> you know close enough where you can let the air out of something with a stick, you know well, uh, speaking
0: of clumsy uh, or uh uh well anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, what I was going to say was uh, I was going to talk about the fact that you uh, do need to practice a lot of stuff and Right. Uh you know, not to call you out or anything, but I could notice that uh, as oh. we brought this out oh. it has some dust oh. on Oh, it's it. dusty, and, man. <laughs> it's so, very dusty. <laughs> so when when do you perceive yourself using this as far as like in a hunt?
1: Uh so I uh it's it's a springtime thing for me, so being being a Western Washington resident, it uh, it rains a lot. Um and uh I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fair weather archer typically, you know. I don't like to shoot outside when it's rainy and nasty, but so it's
0: been pretty nice out lately, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. That's very true. I do
1: I'm I am gonna point out that I do leave for the shot show at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so uh but uh I should practice more. It's something you absolutely can do year round. It's fun. I like the so uh, guy people that are listening, there's a guy named Cameron Haynes. Uh, he's a big bow hunter. He's a Hoyt guy. Uh, good for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he's a he's an incra- he's he's just a. I think he's probably in the hunting industry. He's probably one of the biggest names and one of the biggest proponents for for archery hunting. And I think that he has a fan base uh, that is so diverse uh, that it's it's a huge 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 help for archery hunting um he's gotten a bunch of people into hunting that would not hunt um without him basically you know uh like you're a joe rogan fan right right so he he's been on joe rogan podcast he goes and hunts with joe rogan all the time and uh i think he's part of the reason that joe rogan got into hunting um and uh i just think it's it's a great way to get in the outdoors it's much harder than shooting a deer at 100 yards with a rifle i'll tell you that right now um but uh i don't shoot deer at 100 yards with a rifle <laughs> i shoot deer at 1000 yards with a rifle and i shoot deer at 7 yards with my bow so i i, I we were talking about this before before we got started you know i'm the kind of guy who uh if i go on a 30 day hunt i want to shoot my critter on the last day after i've hiked all the mountains and beat the brush and i'm tired and and hungry i'm out of food you know and uh i just i don't don't know why i like it to be so difficult but i want to work for it basically i want to earn it and uh and when you shoot a critter with a bow you typically you earned it because it's it is it is not easy there's a lot of failed stocks and attempts and time put into the woods and uh it's just it's just a lot of fun it's it is it's it's very uh in depth it's not like hey let's grab the gun and go hunting right it's i've been shooting my bow for three months and i'm I'm getting pretty dialed, you know I've blown up a few thirty dollar arrows, <laughs> you know, and uh but it's a it's a fun thing to do. kids can do it with you too, you know, like you take your kids hunting or or hiking so you can take them um out in the backyard and you get little tiny kids' bows and they can be you know ripping arrows in the backyard and uh it's something the whole family can do and uh i i uh I just really enjoy it i think it's a, I think it's an excellent addition to any hunters. Uh, Gearbox,
0: so they have they have like special seasons and just for bow, right?
1: They do, yeah. So uh, in a lot of the states I hunt, um, they have separate seasons for uh, muzzleloader archery and modern firearm. In Montana, they have archery season and they have a, a basically an anything season. You know, you can you can, and it's a modern firearm season. But you could, if you want to go, still hunt with oh, archery okay. equipment, you can and some guys do, you know. Some guys are very anti-gun and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you know, if you're hunting, you're hunting. I don't they probably hunt with a hoyt. They probably do. They probably do. So, uh no, it's a it's and it's typically um archery season is earlier. So you're going out in September and uh and and flinging arrows in the heat and it's uh it's I don't know, it's just a different like I said it's a different hunt. It's a different aspect on hunting. Uh, you know, versus, like, uh, trudging up mountains and feet and feet of snow. Um, you know, you're out, you know, in, in your super light gear, sometimes even shorts, you know, because it's so stinking hot. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, Like I said, I, like, I liked – when I got into it, I liked the aspect of, you know, you can't just pick it up and do it. Now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> last year when I shot my elk, I think I had shot, like, six arrows that year, so I was just really lucky – Uh, and I don't recommend anyone doing that, but you know, with between, you know, work and, and, and life and kids and the whole deal, I just, uh. That's it's that's that's it's my bad, and I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that because you can make a real bad shot. So,
0: so when you do practice, mm-hmm. where do you practice?
1: It's out here in the yard. Yeah, you got
0: yeah, like one of them fake deer set up, or uh,
1: so I don't uh, <laughs> I, I don't currently because I shot my last year out, but I have a, it's what's called a block target. It's basically just a big foam block that you can you know you, I throw out in the shop, and then I pull it out and throw in the yard, and you know you mark it out, you know, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, however far you want to shoot. And uh, most guys will start at 20. you know you get dialed in at 20. once you once you're blowing up your arrows at 20, you know you move back to 30, then you move back to 40. What do you mean
0: by blowing up your arrows?
1: So uh, have you heard of Robin Hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you uh, I got one, I got one laying on the shelf over there actually. so uh, these are not cheap arrows. like I said, a, a full <laughs> setup with a with a broadhead is about thirty, 35 bucks. so uh, you won't do that very often uh because you know it just costs you money so but once you get good enough you know you'll be sh- you'll be shooting And so this yellow part right here is called your knock uh you'll be shooting the knocks off of each one of your arrows because your group is so tight right and then you're cutting your fletchings and stuff like that but um do they
0: have like a like practice arrows at yeah, all
1: yeah 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 so there's so there's different tips right so these so these arrows are uh everything stays the same except the tip right so I have field points, so there's just like practice tips and it's just uh actually let me let me yard one out real quick okay, so if you look at that there's a it's just a metal tip you can see where it stops and it's just a there's a threaded insert in there, so it just threads in threads out yep yeah. and uh so I'll shoot that um during most of the, most of my practice time and then uh I have a couple of um Broadheads that uh, uh, you know maybe I've put a couple in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> potentially, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe I'll shoot those, uh, and then before season you know whatever whatever uh, broadhead I'm going to shoot, um, I typically still you know stick with the same the same type of everything right. So uh, then you shoot that you know at your target and there's usually like five different dots on the target so you're not shooting at the same dot every time because once you sh- you g- if you shoot this if you shoot a good group and you shoot broadhead, you're going to blow your arrows up or cut, you all, cut all your fletchings off, and it's super irritating. Um, but with field points, it's nice because you can you can still rip them in there to a pretty good group. You, unless you're super, super good, you're not going to Robin Hood, which means you're not going to hit it in the, in the back of the knock, either blow your knock off or blow your arrow up, or it won't cut your fletchings off typically unless you hit them perfectly. So uh, field points are what you're going to practice with most of the year
0: and then uh, uh is there anywhere else that you would maybe go to practice Oh yeah,
1: so just north of us is a Silver Arrow. Uh it's a big walk through 3D archery range, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I heard of that. One of my buddies uh Alan was talking to me about that. Yeah. What, it, what is that place?
1: It's freaking sweet is what it is. Uh <laughs> it's a there's a couple of the real nice 3D uh walk-throughs uh, close to us and um them probably being the closest and what it is is you you uh you walk, you're walking this it's a trail you know in the woods and then they have different life size animals made out of you know target foam and uh, they look like the real deal so there'd be like a deer down there or an antelope or a bear or a moose or whatever and uh, and it's it's I like it because it's good real world practice right so let's say you're gonna go deer hunting you go up there well you can you like obviously you're gonna have a rangefinder with you. But you can say, okay, well, I think that, you know, depending on how confident you are, I think that's at uh, 43 yards, you know. And so, you know, you pull your bow back, you know, you probably have a 20, 30, 40, or maybe a 20, 30, and then a 40-yard pin. So you adjust accordingly exactly how high to put your 40-yard pin on that critter. You let your arrow loose, and then you blow it up on the tree or whatever, or hopefully (laughs) you hit it in the right, you know, right in the pump house. But, um it it's it's a it's instant feedback right because you know uh okay well maybe it was 43 yards but it's a steep angle right so that changes it as well so the most range finders these days will have um you know incline adjustment right so when you shoot down if it's at 43 yards it's not really at 43 yards because wow, right. because if you take your true path you know maybe it's only depending on how steep it is maybe it's 30 yards well, the difference between 30 and 43 yards, you know, with a bow is a big difference. The faster your bow, the less error it's going to be. But the, you know, wow. you know, I got a couple of old. I mean, I got some old Browning bows, you know. That, uh, I mean, that's that's a miss. If you're shooting traditional archery equipment, that's definitely a miss. So, um, yeah, knowing your range, you get the more practice, you get pretty dialed. Uh, you know, when I get real dialed, it's a uh, it's much more enjoyable, you know, because you're shooting things in the eyeballs <laughs> and stuff versus hoping to hit them in the pump house. You know, you got a 12 inch pump house and you're missing, you're digging your arrows out of the dirt. So,
0: so you're walking through this, like one of those walkthrough places and kind of actually kind of way you described It kind of sound like a hunter, hunter's porn or something. Oh, did. it is uh, awesome. You, you walk <laughs> through there. You typically try to do that before a hunt, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Try and get out as much as you can. Uh, there used to be a couple more around here. Um, some of the property, uh, like up by Suburban Propane, they sold. Uh, but it's that's a really that's a really good one. I, I think that it's it's for what it is. I think it's very reasonably priced, and I think it's something where you can go and do it, and you can do you know you can do the full walkthrough. You can, you don't have to shoot all the targets. You know it's something you can go up and do for half an hour. You could do for a couple hours. And, uh, it's just really good practice, you know, versus shooting like flat range. Like when I'm out here in the yard, like there's no, um, there's no variables, right? I'm not worried about hitting a tree. I don't have to, you know, think, okay, this is uphill or downhill, uh, usually it's a great to go with your buddies, you know, especially the ones that are going to give you crap and be like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're chirping in your ear. Oh, you sure? That's 37. I think it's 42, you know, <laughs> like I bet you a dollar you can't shoot it in the face, you know? And, uh, I, th- so it's, it's good to get those, throw some different variables in, in the mix, especially, like I said, when you're, cause whenever you go archery hunting, you're never going to be, it's never going to be flat range, easy, open stuff typically. So... Uh, getting in the woods, climbing up and down, maybe getting your heart rate up and down. There was a, uh, there was a. They did an archery shoot here a little bit ago. Uh, there's a guy on the on the on the gram that was putting it on. Uh, it was Joey Pyburn or something like that. But he uh, some of the guys that you were talking about, I think. But it's like one of those deals where you're hiking up and hiking down, and it's and it's more. Oh, you talking
0: about like a uh, hunt? Uh, gosh, I can't think of the name. I of it. know. Yeah, I'm they they did it up at Stevens Pass.
1: Uh I think th- well they had one up up in Granite, I think. Up in Granite Falls. So anyways. Um I think any time where you can put yourself in a real hunting situation scenario, it's uh it's definitely a benefit before you get out in the woods because usually you're you know, you got a pack on, you're hiking, uh, you know, you're not just gonna step out of the car and start ripping arrows and stuff. So um you know getting a real world scenario as much as you can you know shooting shooting uphill i mean there's there's times um i was hunting uh years and years ago i think it was actually up in the bumping unit and uh, there was overlap so there was it was deer and elk season right so we're out and uh and uh we get on some deer and I have a, a 64 yards I got a I got a I got a window like the size of my hand uh, and it's steep uphill right mm. and but I we had been shooting a ton of 3D we did the Machias 3D walks through a bunch that year and I was pretty dialed and got out and let her rip man and uh and perfect double long full pass through go up grab that deer drag it down high fives everyone's jacked um get that critter back to camp. And then uh, one of the guys I'm with was like, hey, let's, let's hop in the truck. I'm driving down the road. Let's just go scout out for some elk. And uh, okay. You know, I didn't even plan on shooting a deer there. You know, just <laughs> one of those deals. And uh, we go out, don't really see something coming back, and here's a herd of elk. And, you know, get out and track these elk down, and, and uh, sh- sh- it was a uh, cow, cow only. I didn't have a permit. That's another thing we'll we'll talk about shooting shooting bulls. Is uh, typically uh, branch antler bull in Washington State's permit only, but uh, on the east side. Um, but yeah, I was like I don't know forty two, forty four yards or something like that. Heart <laughs> shot, and I mean she went like ten yards, and then I have this huge elk, and I shot a mule deer buck <laughs> and a cow elk, and like within the span of like four hours, you know, it was awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, don't get me started on hunting stories. I'll get sidetracked for days, <laughs> but. Um, you know, and that was with that was with a uh i mean I was shooting like Easton aluminum arrows back then and the gear wasn't near as good uh but it still worked you know, if you look back in the days uh there's a guy have you ever heard of heard of Fred bear mm-hmm. so bear archery Fred bear is like uh one of the pioneers of of archery that guy's a he was a badass just f y i and uh awesome awesome guy, and um i mean he he was a freaking killing machine with a with a with a traditional bow and uh just a tall wiry uh you know like kind of your old grandpa kind of looking guy obviously he was a young man at, at some point in his life but um you know just just an incredible guy and he's just super super good with his equipment because I practice a lot, you know, and so it doesn't really matter what you're shooting, you know, like I shoot a super fast bow because it's going to make up for some of my errors because I, errors because I don't shoot enough, you know, I don't practice enough. I should practice more, but, you know, you heard my three-year-old stomping around upstairs, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to go play daddy time here in a little bit and, uh, you know, work, and then I'm going to the shot show and we got all this stuff. So there's always an excuse, but it's, uh, it's very enjoyable, I think, uh, to be incredibly proficient at whatever you're doing if it's archery or or modern or muzzleloader or whatever but uh what are the kind of questions you got
0: well i mean i'm just uh, i'm just in awe of the of the weapon itself because um i'm wondering cuz you also have the uh the sheath is that what you call it the 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 uh, uh where the the arrows what is it called where what the um the actual piece. Oh, of quiver, the quiver. Yeah. 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 Um, I, had, <laughs> I hadn't watched Robin Hood in a while. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you got the quiver there and that you said that's detachable and stuff. Now.
1: Right. Detachable quiver. Yeah.
0: But are you able to, because you're holding it in your left hand, it's not strapped to you at all. Right. Um, you don't really need to detach it, is that right? Or
1: so it depends. Like, for instance, there's a couple different scenarios and situations where I would where I would pull my quiver off. Obviously, it does make a difference um, shooting with a quiver and on and off. So you'd want to obviously practice um, both with it on and off because it could change your point of impact. Sure. Uh, so weight difference. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I'm a so <laughs> typical typical bow hunting for me. Um, again being a big guy and uh having my center of balance in the top left of my ear uh doesn't uh transfer well into the hunting woods in archery season right cuz it's hot right so hot means dry dry means crunchy crunchy means no deer right <laughs> within within 150 yards of me so a lot of times, so I have different. I have different. I uh, have special boots that I hunt, archery hunt with, and sometimes I'll even take my boots off hmm. um, if I'm trying to sneak real quiet, right? So I got my boots off. I'm putting the stock on a deer, uh, and then all of a sudden. Uh, I'm, I'm out of cover, but there's like maybe some, some grass, you know, tall grass or something like that. So, you know, being six, four, I'm not going to be just, you know, wading through the grass super easy. So I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and crawl. That would be a situation to where, okay, I'm going to try and get in there maybe get one shot, maybe two shots. Well, if I have my bow in my hand and I'm trying to crawl and uh, potentially, you know, smashing my, my quiver or something, maybe I take that off and, and leave that behind so I can crawl easier. Um, uh, things like that. I I typically don't don't take it off, but in certain scenarios, it, c- it could be very helpful. Um, it
0: seems like one of those where where you are gonna crawl like that, and you're gonna get the spot, and you're gonna you're gonna go, and then maybe maybe your first arrow yeah kinda goes <laughs> yeah. To the wayside, and then yeah
1: crap, like, where's that quiver at? Yeah. <laughs> uh, typically, um typ- typically you're get you're getting one shot. uh You know. Does
0: it make a lot of noise then? So, so not really. Oh, okay. You know, they're so. But so they just know for some reason.
1: Yeah, you know, they're freaking smart, man. So, so part part of the allure to hunting is, you're. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like someone trying to sneak in my house, and me not know it, right? And my senses aren't near as good as a deer. I can't smell as good. I can't hear as good. I can't see as good. I'm not probably as in tune to my environment. Uh, but I have motion sensor lights and I have security cameras. And then, uh, you know, I have, I have all this stuff to help me. So it's, it's basically like that for a deer. So you're trying to sneak into their, so when they're bedded, that's their bedroom, right? So you're trying to sneak into a deer's bedroom that can hear better than you can smell better than you can see better than you. And then you're going to try and kill it with a stick, you know, Mm -hmm. like, come on, man. So you, and to do that, you know, say you're in 30 yards, uh, I mean that's close. So even the the smallest of sounds. So it it does make a sound. There's certain things on here that help uh, dampen the vibration of the sound. You know, I, I gotta, I got. If, if you feel like the material on yeah, here. Yeah. Well, what is that piece in general? So uh, this is this is a stabilizer. This is a string stop. These are just called little monkey tails. All this stuff uh, ties into. Dampening the vibration which causes the sound, right? So everything everything everybody tries to get quieter and quieter every single year. So like my old bow, it's a big, huge honk and aluminum, wong, you know, <laughs> and it's super loud. <laughs> um so this thing it's it's even though it's much, much faster um and much more like explosive, like literally when you let it go, maybe wham, you know, that thing is and the arrow is just ripping. Uh it's super quiet. It's super, super quiet. But <sighs> I mean, uh, unless, unless I'm downwind and a strong wind, like a deer, if it's, if it's flat calm, a deer going to hear you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. As soon as you lose that arrow, I mean, they're going to know. So, um,
0: well, my half dead, uh, sorry, <laughs> half dead. my half deaf dad, he's yeah. not going to hear it. You know? No. Yeah. But, but the deer, they're, they're the pretty deer, sensitive. Yeah. yeah.
1: The deer yeah. is going to hear it. And, uh. Uh, so typically, you're getting one shot, and then they're tearing off. Now, if you're if you're hunting mule deer, they they'll do the they'll do the classic, you know, tear off and then stop and look back. But that that's most likely going to be rifle range, and it'll stop a couple hundred yards out. And
0: well, and I would assume that also you you typically probably not 100% quiet trying to get another. But arrow out of your quiver.
1: Uh, it's pretty. Good. So the material that they made the stuff out of nowadays, I don't in exactly know what it's made out of, and I don't, I don't know if it's like a proprietary thing. But so there's a. Back in the day, there was a company Limb Saver, and they came out with recoil pads, right? And they were freaking awesome. And then they, they have, uh, they have all the just the material. I don't know what type of polymer material it is. It's like super soft rubber, right? But they put it on everything now, and it is freaking quiet, man. Like it is super, super quiet. Um. And so there's a lot of that type of materials that they put into a bow to because they know. I mean, I mean obviously I think bow bow hunters are are uh, are inc- are an incredible um, they're very picky basically uh, a- as they should be because you know you put all this work into it and uh, all this time and energy and money. and then if something fails you because it's too loud uh, based on the manufacturer, you know, not on, not on the bow hunters fault. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it can be, it can be rough. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen on, on the old Instagram, but there's a lot of bow hunters now have the, it'll be like hashtag bow hunting sucks. And they have shirts and t-shirts and <laughs> that. So all kinds of, you know, and it's, and it's, uh, and it's true. Cause it does. Cause it's way harder and you got to be super quiet and you got to, your scent control has got to be on point and your shot placement has got to be on point And, uh, Actually, I was listening to a thing earlier. So we were talking about Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. So he had uh, he had a guy on. His name's Adam Greentree. He's an Australian mm-hmm. guy, big bow hunter. And uh, they were talking about, like, how fast bows are. Like, man, 342 feet a second or whatever it is. Dude, that's fast. I mean, that's super fast, you know. And they were talking about um, critters ducking the string. So have you ever heard about that?
0: They hear that they hear the string, and then they, they right yeah.
1: right. So they're saying it's, they're saying that they hear the hear the sound. It goes off, and by the time the the arrow leaves the bow, even at like twenty yards, which is super close, they're fast enough where they can duck the string. Now, don't get me wrong, deer are very smart, but they're not that smart. So what they're actually doing is they're just loading up their legs uh-huh. to jump off. Right. So. Uh, Adam was saying, I haven't fact checked this. I'm just taking this because he, I think he's a cool dude and he swears a lot. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he said deer drop at like 1,300 feet a second. So if you have an arrow moving 300 feet a second, you have a deer moving dropping at 1,300 feet a second. Wow! You know, you're that's a clean miss. You know, like there you're never gonna.
0: Are you trying to come up with some kind of excuse? No, no, I'm just saying. I am just sounds saying, like you're kind of loading something like you know later on and you'd be like, yeah, remember, remember, I told you about that? Yeah, that's that's what that is. I'm gonna be I'm <laughs> gonna be completely
1: honest. I've shot a lot of critters on my bow, a lot, and the only times that I have missed it was because I made a crap shot. Uh, I can I and I well, okay cool let's go to story time real quick. Uh, yeah. Eastern Washington, bow hunting. I pick out this one mule deer buck and I hunted him for three days and I, and I had, uh, I got within like 90 yards of him, uh, every day. Right. And on the, in the last day of season and, uh, and it's, I mean, it's freaking steep, dude. It is super steep. It's hot. He's in this, just this, this hell hole is the reason he's there, but I hike up every day and uh, get on this buck and I sneak on him and I just could not close the gap past 90 yards and I just wasn't comfortable because I had, um, uh, I had surgery on my arm. Right? Do you remember when I broke my arm? Yeah. yeah. Arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother <laughs> That's a whole other side story. Um, but it was post surgery, right? So my my left arm was super weak, and I couldn't raise it. Um, past like ninety degrees, right? And you're not supposed to. Again, you know, people say in good archery form. You know, you don't ever, you don't ever bend your um. You don't bend at the shoulders, you bend at the waist, right? So your arm should always be at 90, and then you bend at the waist. Well, the thing is, uh, I've had both parts of my hips cut out, and my back is metal, so it doesn't <laughs> bend. So my whole body's got to kind of make this wonky movement. So anyways, third day, I'm on this stinking deer. I finally get within like 78 yards, and I'm like, I can do this. You know, I can do this. And I get all set up, and he starts working down even closer. And I'm like, oh, got it. This is freaking in. I, I mean, the check has been cashed. The money's in the bank. It's spent. I'm driving. I'm driving the new pickup truck. You send know, a,
0: send a message home. Clear yeah, clean out that freezer. Yeah, it's yeah. done. <laughs> it's
1: done. Right. Well, I'm I'm in this I'm in this little tiny washout out on the side of this steep, steep hill. And I go to I, I draw back and then I go to shoot and it's and i and i think it was like i think i want to say it was probably like 67 yards which is not and i I had been practicing like i could shoot 100 yards i probably wouldn't shoot a critter 100 yards but i mean like 70 yards i'm money right i mean i'm i'm shooting pump house all day (laughs) and i couldn't physically after i drew the bow back i physically couldn't get it up high enough to shoot up this super steep so if people at home can imagine I'm I, I got an imaginary bow in my hand and I'm trying to shoot way uphill, like a super steep mountain, and I could not get my arm up that high. And uh and I tried the best I could and I thought I was on him and I loosed an around just straight just, uh, You hear just you hear the arrow just blow up on the rocks and the deer looks around I'm like, What in the heck? And uh three times, three times He stayed there? Stayed there, had no like just looking around didn't move, same spot, same yardage. I had no, there was no, like, string jump. There was no wind. There was no, oh, I hit a limb. It was just me. You know, I didn't, I practice, and I was a good shot on a flat range, but shooting uphill, I just, you know, after that surgery, I just hadn't practiced that. I didn't have the muscle memory. I didn't have, I just couldn't pull it off. And he was a freaking booner, man. Mm. He was a dandy buck. Would have gone Pope and Young and uh yeah i I think about him all the time in my dreams so uh,
0: did you ever go back there
1: <laughs> yeah i've hunted that spot uh a bunch of times i've never seen that buck again yeah. i'm sure some i mean there's a you know it's a pretty popular spot i would say as far as, as uh, somebody
0: that doesn't hunt like the tin man was out there yeah, <laughs> <Got> yeah.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude it was terrible i still yeah. think about that so uh you know, like we were talking about shooting those three d ranges, I think that's super important because you you'll see like shooting downhill is pretty easy. Shooting flat is pretty easy i have still to this day I still have a very hard time shooting uphill, so i'll you know go do that stuff in practice or you get uh um i don't know what the technical term is my my father in law calls them flu flus, but basically arrows that have a have a big huge feather on the end. so like where the fletchings are it's like a big helical. And they're for made for shooting up in the air. Um, like uh, guys will duck hunt and goose hunt with bow and arrow, you know, until your arrow doesn't go 600 million miles. Um, but that's a good way to practice oh. as well. So Interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, right on, man. Well, thanks for uh, – oh, I, I did have one more question. The on. sight.
1: Sight, yeah. Uh, when
0: we were talking guns mm-hmm. and you'd mentioned that, or maybe maybe we didn't talk too much about the scope. that's right we hadn't gotten into the scopes on the guns that was going to be another topic I think but okay um, th- the sights on here are they easily skewed in the in the rough so like you're hiking along and in, in a branch or something or,
1: oh yeah uh, I mean I've I've uh, they've they've gotten a lot better as far as uh, protection so uh, people who can't see this it's a it's a uh, it's a it's got a round. Um, guard on it an aluminum guard around the outside it is uh i believe this one is uh i think it's a montana gold i'm pretty sure so any it has a bunch of little tiny pins inside right and
0: uh a little dust too
1: it's got a little d- <laughs> it's got a little d- <laughs> bit calling me out here um but uh it it's it's i would say they're much more fragile than like a scope even though that they've they've come a long ways and in the in the actual mounting systems everything's aluminum it's pretty robust it's very adjustable but you know you bang it on something yeah absolutely so it's it's something where it's just like a rifle i mean you just need to be careful with it but um the pins as well uh it can be it can be very difficult in different lighting situations so some pins can actually be too bright or some pins can be not bright enough, so like so for instance, uh when you look at the pins, see how they're different colors, like yeah. the green, the red, and the yellow, um like I find that I have a much harder time uh picking up the green than I do the red, so if it's like really bright outside uh or not bright at all like in the in the dust, so all, most of the times you're shooting early morning late late afternoon, uh you know, when the critters are out moving and uh and i'll have a hard time seeing different colors and that could be because i'm partially colorblind but Hmm. um that's a that's something to consider as well you know when you're out shooting obviously just don't shoot at noon every day on your flat range yeah you know and uh and see what works best for you so that's a real good tip yeah and don't 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 uh don't chop wood with your bow that's a pro tip for the day and uh and don't throw it behind your seat in your truck like the country songs say, <laughs> uh, keep it in the case, don't beat it up.
0: Yeah. Well, like our intro song, you know, it's uh, going to hunt until my, <laughs> my
1: barrel of rust. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah. It's probably a nightmare for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: being a gunsmith. Is that what you would call yourself a gunsmith? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 It fits you. Um, w- uh, what about as far as carrying the bow? When we talked about rifles, you were saying, you know, you don't like to use the sling. Right. Because you want it ready. Sort of, or you don't want it basically on your backpack, yeah. Backpack, so I'll,
1: uh, I'll shoulder sling my gun, uh, the vast majority of the time, and I use it for just for shooting purposes as well for stability. Uh, there's a lot of guys will actually use a bow sling, uh, I don't use one, um, and it's kind of the same kind of concept like it loops around so you can put it over your shoulder. Uh, I typically carry it in my hand, and I'll maybe I'll switch it back and forth between my hands. Uh, I always so when you when you hunt, you always have. Since I'm right-handed, I'll always have my release on my right hand, and I carry my bow on my left hand. Sometimes, if since my left arm is my crap arm, if it gets tired, uh, sometimes I'll switch it over and I'll and I'll hold it with my right hand, or uh, depending on what type of terrain I'm in or whatever, I might even just uh, put my release release on and just walk around it with that. Um, That won't affect anything. No, no, as long as you're not banging on anything, you know. As long as you're, I mean, obviously, if you're going up climbing up the side of a steep rocky mountain you know like so my backpack has a special flap on the back so I can actually put that in because if you're if you're climbing with your hands and knees Mm -hmm. like there's no freaking way you're going to (laughs) be you know there's no critters you're going to be shooting at that moment so you know secure it in your backpack don't have it in your hand because the thing is you know if you if you're on one of these big hunts you spend all this money on your on all your equipment and you climb up there and it takes one careless mistake, and you smash your. If you smash your sight, you're done. I mean, it's not yeah. like a. It's not like a rifle where you can just kind of, you know, oh, I'm, it's you know, I can point it at it, and it's probably going to hit it. You know, um, there's e- even guys that shoot natural point of aim and shoot traditional stuff, or even even wheel bows like that. Uh, if you're used to shooting a sight, and you do it, and you and you smash your sight, and it's gone, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. So plus, you out some money. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a couple <laughs> bucks. So. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, talking, Bose. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Please rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at I Will Hunt Podcast. Same on Facebook and Twitter. Check out the website at I dot And you can always send us ideas or feedback at I Will Hunt Podcast at gmail.com. This episode featured Chris Cantrell follow him on Instagram at Cantrell Outdoors thanks to Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever for creating a theme song for the show check them out at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever
1: tell me who you see there waiting in the grass silent like a graveyard lakes a
0: sheet of glass and I will hunt Until I find what I'm looking for And I will hunt From the heartland to the shore And I may not find nothing And my rifle turns to rust
1: But I will hunt